0: Hello and welcome to The Weight Loss Podcast, the number one The Weight Loss Podcast in the world.
1: The number one The Weight Loss Podcast? Yeah,
0: we are the best The Weight Loss Podcast ever. My name is Matt. As always, with me is my intrepid co-host, Courtney. Hello. Hello, Courtney. Hello. Hello, Courtney. I'm hoping you could maybe tell me what to eat. (laughs) I've, I've had weight problems now for the last 15, 20 years. And I was hoping that I could give you a couple of dollars and you could give me a meal plan to follow for the next couple of months. That should solve it all, yeah? Yeah. Cool. Um, thanks for joining us. That brings us <laughs> to the end of this week's episode. <laughs> all right. We're here to discuss something that may cause some rants. by may, I mean will. Mm. Topic of meal plans, Courtney. Yes. And why we... Will never give you, listening, a meal plan. Ever. No. No. Let's dive into it. Meal plans are very—they're common. They're easy to find, easy to get. Mm-hmm. Most coaches or trainers can easily whip up a meal plan to give to someone. You go and go to your gym and join their latest You Butte eight-week challenge for the fourth time.
1: Well, generally, most meal plans are fairly simple to write up because they're mostly all based around calorie deficit. So as long as you feel like they're going with an exercise program where there's going to be somewhat of a calorie deficit, that's generally what the main aim would be. That
0: and also um, easily sent out as templates. So... Courtney and Matt go and do some awesome eight-week challenge and they'll give Matt the male version. Yes. Which might be like what? Half 18, a
1: cup of rice more than my version. 1,800
0: calories a day, um, which I would die on and would give Courtney, being the female, 1,200 calories
1: generally a yeah. day.
0: Yeah? So often can be pretty cookie cutter
1: hmm.
0: uh, and pretty standard like that. But I suppose the first thing I want to sort of ask... Actually, surprise question, Courtney. Like, Courtney and I, we do plan out our episodes, but sometimes we like to
1: call call
0: the occasional audible. Great. And I'll do that right now and ask you a question, Courtney. Have you ever done a meal plan?
1: No. I definitely looked into a lot of them. Yep. um, And I had every intention of doing them. Really? But it was just never something that I really sort of... Did I think obviously there was something still about them that I just I found very hard to get my head around doing it. Mm-hmm. So I, it's definitely something that I had, I think I had even purchased one or two online um, in the past um, before I met you obviously. But yeah, I, I never actually remember really getting into them. So yeah, yeah I think it was just that whole thing of this is what I should be doing. But then I would get it and I would look at it and it all just seemed too hard. In what way? Well, I do remember looking at some foods on the, in the meal plan thinking I would never eat that. Um, like one of them, I think, had like kangaroo sausages for, for breakfast. Yeah. So now I would have no issue eating that. Yeah. But back then... I'd never eaten kangaroo in my life and I thought why would I eat that?
0: So that sounds like pretty much asking too much too soon.
1: Yeah. So that was just like, oh, I'm not doing that part. And then by the uh, you know, if 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 you're if I'm getting stuck at breakfast, <laughs> there's not really anywhere and I think then the desire to sort of do it sort of fell away and then I just never really got into it.
0: Yep. Yep, that makes sense.
1: What about yourself?
0: I have. Long ago, yep, uh, and couldn't stick to it Mm. uh, because honestly, I didn't like what I was eating. Yeah, so it's it really taught me the hard way a a lesson in sustainability Mm. because, like, well, I don't I don't like what I'm eating half the time, which means you then start for me. I started looking for other things.
1: Yeah, and
0: that's something we'll get into as part of this discussion. But like, that's where you can start looking for like, oh well. I'm kind of depriving myself of this stuff. I'm gonna go get it somewhere else. Yeah. Hello, binge eating.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. So that, that that's one of the main downsides <clears throat> behind it, really, isn't it? That I mean, when we talk about let let's really start at the start, though, Matt. When when someone says to you um, the words meal plan, what what is it that you think of straight all right, away?
0: All right. I'll I'll take it even. Um, I'll step it back another yeah. step further there. To me uh, one of the one question that does secretly drive me crazy mm-hmm. is what should I eat? Yeah I understand why it's asked because I've asked it before but it does, it does it does make me bristle just because it's like well, if someone tells you what to eat you don't learn a fucking thing. yeah. But in terms of why, why people would be asking that question, well, it comes from a place of I want to make improvements. Mm. It always does. Or I want to solve some problems. And there are, theoretically, meal plans would have merits Mm. in terms of it's controlled eating, which goes a long way to helping. Yes. (laughs) Controlling what actually goes into your body. It is controlled energy intake. Yes. Yes. I think you touched on mm. at the start.
1: Well, yeah, um, calorie deficit I yeah. mentioned.
0: Yeah. Mm. So it, it, it controls the numbers like that. Yeah. Uh, so then it can, can control macros for so people that are into...
1: Macro counting. Macro
0: counting, that sort mm. of bullshittery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I think as well, uh, it takes away the need to think, mm. which quite a lot of people would look at as a positive Yes. I disagree entirely.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) I might say it's it's a gigantic load of shit. Yeah. I think taking away the thinking process immediately disempowers someone. I also think to myself, who are these things really for? Mm. So I'm not going to sit here and say, and we're not going to sit here and say, well, fucking meal plans won't work.
1: Actually, oh yeah, I've, work. I've
0: seen them work.
1: They absolutely work. I've
0: seen them work. Mm. But, and here, there's always the other side to it here, it's a case of matching up the the path with the right person Yeah, and the right problems. Yeah. If you've got someone, and let's say that is someone who might be listening to a podcast like...
1: The Weight Loss Podcast. This one. Yes. The Weight
0: Loss Podcast. You are going to be someone who, much like Courtney and I... Has a background of many, many years, if not decades, of emotional eating, binge eating. I would use the term eating your emotions. Yeah. Turning to food for comfort. A lot of stop-start yo-yo efforts.
1: Addictions for certain foods like sugar. Or, uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. A dependency.
1: mm Dependency, Dependency
0: is a good word. on these types of destructive yeah. foods, you are not the sort of person who these things are designed for. No. At all? No. The person uh, that a meal plan would be best designed for is someone who has very strong fundamental habits. Mm. Very strong. And I think the biggest thing. They don't really have an emotional attachment to food.
1: No, I, I I think that's the biggest thing as well. So they're basically someone who uh, views fuel uh, food as fuel. Mm. So you're talking a lot of athletes, a lot of high level athletes, yep. do go by meal plans because to them it's just fueling the outcome. They 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 could have the same thing day in day out for every meal. Yep. And that style of person doesn't care. Like yep. it's no attachment into what they're eating. Yep.
0: I agree. And that there, that criteria immediate, immediately rules out only 99% of people.
1: Yes. Most people do have an attachment to food.
0: Well, it is it is normal. Yes. Humans are, by design, emotional eaters. It's just that people who get overweight tend to take that to the extreme. Yes. As, as Courtney and I can attest to. So the the tiny percentage of the population that don't have emotional attachment to food, yeah, I could see this working for sure. Mm. Absolutely. But that's not us. No. At all. And this is the thing, this is where the downsides start to come with it because I when someone says to me, you know, what food should I eat? or tell me what to eat, or can you give me a meal plan? First thing I think of is, well, I know you may think this is the easy way out. It actually isn't. Mm. Because any time you go looking for an easy solution to long-term problems, there are prices to pay for that. So then you look at, from the perspective of, say, people like Courtney and I, and you listening what would be the downsides hmm. to meal plans? The first one to me would be that, well, what are you learning about your own habits? So if you take someone who's overweight, unhappy with themselves, they're lacking in energy, they just feel like shit, they look like shit, they function like shit, that's pretty much the result of their habits yeah. over a long-term period of time. Hmm. Is that going to change if some numbskull like me gives you a 1200 calorie day meal plan to follow for the next eight weeks? No. You know, probably not.
1: Yeah? Yeah.
0: So the first big downside I see for people like us, what are you going to learn about the habits that have been working against you Mm. for many, many years, and what are you going to learn about how to reprogram them?
1: Yeah, well you really all you're learning is to follow what's written on a sheet of paper. So there's no real because there's no why behind anything other than, you know, controlling intake, controlling energy intake, things like that. There's no other real why. So yet you can't you can't develop new habits or understand your habits that you've got. I completely agree. That you that you've also got personal tastes, um, in mm. terms of food. So my example was I never kicked off my meal plan that I had purchased back in the day because it's step one, which is breakfast. I didn't want to eat what was written down. Yeah. So I didn't eat it. Mm. Um, so I never even started. So, and that's just, that was just a personal taste point of view, Mm. let alone if, if I was a vegetarian, well, I'm not eating kangaroo sausages for breakfast. Am I? Yeah.
0: I, I think you've hit two good points there. So I think, I think you kind of, kind of undersold the personal taste aspect. If I you don't like what you're eating,
1: you're I'm probably not gonna start.
0: I mean, we, we're not, we're, you may start because you, you you may you may tap into willpower.
1: Oh yes.
0: To to force yourself to to grind it out. But this is where the question comes in, can I do this for the rest of my life? And if you're starting off every day eating a breakfast, for example, that you don't like. Are you going to sustain this? Are you going to sustain this over a long term period of time? Yeah, no. Eh, I think not. Um,
1: our internet, I just realized that our international listeners are going to be very, very, probably very confused the fact that we're talking about eating kangaroos. But
0: <laughs> uh, can- kangaroo is absolutely a viable, high quality meat. Yes. Found here in abundance. In Australia, in Australia. It's, don't uh, worry,
1: there's plenty of them.
0: It's, oh, <laughs> yes, there are. It's it's our our sort of premier game meat. Yes, yep. Uh, but yeah, very 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 healthy, but also an acquired taste.
1: It is an acquired taste. The, uh, the
0: reddest of red meat. Yes. And something else. Speaking of red meat, that uh, Courtney touched on in terms of meal plans. What if um what if Courtney and I are handing out meal plans and we're vegans.
1: Yeah, well, vegetarian, vegan, like... Any
0: any of the different types of vegetarians out there. And so we're telling you, well, look, um, for the next 12 weeks, just dodge the eggs and no dairy, please. And, yeah, maybe you can have some fish.
1: I think as well that brings in another thing because I've seen a lot of meal plans given out these days where they do have a vegetarian option. Um, Really? So you can choose the regular meal plan or the vegetarian meal plan. But again, I think you sort of, you have to wonder, uh, are the person making the meal plan really looking at then that vegetarian one, have they just taken out the meat? Or have they actually looked at it and made sure that that person is still going to then be able to get the amount of protein they need in mm. their daily intake? Are they mm. Have they really looked at that then in terms of, it, all the breakdown in nutrients that you need to get.
0: I'm, I'm not going to touch that one too much because that'll spin out into its own podcast yes. about about the actual uh, requirements to a vegetarian slash vegan lifestyle and what that entails. Um, I'll just say that I do agree with Courtney on that.
1: So, so yes, yeah, so I think personal tastes as well as um, beliefs in terms of. The food that you put in your body, I think, is a downside to set meal plans because they're often set and they've got you know specific days that you have to eat certain things.
0: Well, also they have um, specific timeframes attached to them. So I know there is a well, you know what? It's our podcast. I can do this. F forty five. F forty five does there, and, and if you don't, if you're not aware, F forty five is a very, very, very large, popular uh, gym, gym franchise. Gym franchise
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that's um, gained a lot of traction, and it's they'll in, do. It's
1: international, so is it? Oh yeah, okay. I think it started in America.
0: Okay, well, in that case, you probably not f forty five is. F forty five runs their uh, what eight week challenges. Yes, and I've uh, I've been fortunate enough, maybe unfortunate enough, to have been sent um, the meal plans that come with the challenges. It's like, well, I fucking couldn't do this. Mm. So here's the thing, right? You've got these people, they're going to gyms like this, they're joining the eight-week challenge, and they, they got like, oh, here's your meal plan. Go follow this heavily calorie-controlled meal plan with this boring-as-fuck mm. food for the next eight weeks and see how many kilos you lose, and then what?
1: Yeah, that, that's the biggest problem with it. It's not the fact that... Um I think that the idea behind those sort of things are there like I get it I, I you know people need something to sort of really sink their teeth into and, and that sort of thing I get all of that the problem becomes that then that just all that does is that just becomes an 8 week diet it,
0: it, well, so okay. basically
1: yeah. you're just you're just going to say and I, and I've heard people say oh no I'm not, I'm not, I can't eat that I'm on the 8 week challenge and so I, I've heard people say that, and I think that, okay, that's, that's fine. Mm. But you have, to, you have to really think about, okay, that, that's fine, but are you just putting yourself on an eight-week diet to try to lose as much weight as you can to win the challenge? And at the end of the eight weeks, what, what are you going to do?
0: Uh, that would be go back to normal.
1: So the, that that becomes the main problem, and that that brings us then into sustainability. Mm. So sustainability generally is that that I I think is probably the biggest and most obvious downside in my mind behind habits. So the the biggest thing, and as you touched on earlier, Matt, is you you can lose weight doing a meal plan. Absolutely, of course, you can. It's not like it. You know, we're saying it doesn't work. The problem is that all of these downsides mean that you're probably not going to stick to well, it. Well,
0: can we can we probably just can we agree then on what do you define as it works? Because to me, if you follow some sort of you butte meal plan for eight weeks and you might lose five kilos, okay, well done. Where are you six months from now?
1: Well, that's the thing. There's a this how, do
0: you, how do you define does it work?
1: Well, some people would say it works for them because they just get the next meal plan and they follow that for the next six weeks and then they just get the next. So to them it works and it's sustainable. Well, in
0: the, well I'll tell you what, in that case, I would agree.
1: But that, that person is few and far between. So I couldn't sustain that. I couldn't sustain having a meal plan and only following that and then changing it and then doing that again and then changing it then doing that again. Mm. I couldn't sustain that. And not, not many people I know could sustain that. So sustainability is a big thing because when you talk about sustainability, it also comes down to what do you do if you have to travel? So mm. well, you okay. have to travel overseas and you can have similar food, but they might have not have the same food that's on your meal plan. What do you do? You might have to travel for work. You might have be coming into Christmas party season, and you've got parties on, and you've got you know weddings to attend, and you've got things, um, nights out for dinner, social
0: functions. Yeah.
1: What do you order? Um, hmm. Or do you just not eat? <laughs> so these are these are these are the questions though when it comes in my mind to sustainability well, to
0: me I I can for me I can boil it down to one question can I do this for the rest of my life yeah if the answer is yes great you're onto something you are honestly onto something because that is that is the number one thing for sustainability in my view hmm. if the answer is no I cannot do this for the rest of my life then guess what sooner or later this thing is done yeah. And you're done with it. Yeah. So So, I also have an issue with meal plans, especially if you are forcing yourself to grind out something that doesn't make you enjoy what you're eating mm. and you don't feel satisfied. There is the increasing risk of binging. Yes. Simply due to deprivation. Yeah. You can't have this. You can't have that. Fucking guess what, mate? You have a bad day. Guess what's going to happen?
1: I think as well that mentally speaking, as well that that plays a big, big part. I think a lot of people when they think of deprivation, it's just the physical of uh, not eating it. But mentally, if you're someone who has had a dependency on certain foods,
0: an emotional and reliance, they yes. they're
1: usually the sugary foods that you when you're trying to then lead a healthier lifestyle that you're going to cut out or cut down, yep. they seem to be the ones that you want the most. And it tends to be then a mental battle more than anything. When you deprive something and you tell someone you can't have that, that's the only thing now you're going to think about.
0: Mm.
1: And it probably wouldn't have been that way if someone hadn't have told you you couldn't have it. Yep. But because now they've said you can't have that, guess what you're going to think about for the next eight weeks on your meal plan? Yeah. As soon as you finish that eight weeks, that is the first thing you're going to eat. And you see it all the time when people do certain um, preps and 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 um, really sort of cut cut their weight through dieting. And then they actually say, oh, as soon as I finish this, I'm going to have this. Mm. So because of, that's all they've been thinking about yeah, for right. the entire time. So deprivation of uh, certain foods, elimination of certain foods can have a big psychological impact, often more than even the physical want mm-hmm. for
0: it. I agree. I agree from just my perspective with the way my personality is, is wired up. I always have an issue with the idea of being told what to do and not being told why mm. or being, in this case, being told what to eat and not being told why. Like, well, why should I have that? What's that doing for me? Where are the the pros and cons here? Hmm. And that, I think, sort of segues into how we do things in terms of meal plan versus education, right? So for for me, I would look at it like we don't believe in giving people meal plans but we sure as hell believe in teaching someone how to create their own. Yes. For themselves.
1: Uh, yes. I think that's the biggest. That's the biggest thing. Is that, yes, technically, you could say that you and I, Matt, still follow a meal plan each week because we have our favorite foods, and we do cook ups and we yep. prep for days ahead. Yep. So we know that there's food in the fridge. You know that that we're gonna be having. Mm. So technically, you could could claim that we are no, doing... No,
0: literally we do.
1: We, uh, you a are, meal you plan. are correct,
0: but it's not in the way you would normally think. We no. follow our own, that we've developed with um, increasingly positive habits. Yes. And the foods that we eat are based around what we like. Mm-hmm. They're congruent with our goals. And especially in the case of someone like Courtney, they are suitable for her various intolerances. Mm. Yeah? Yes. So, like I said... Why give someone a meal plan when you can teach them to make their own? Mm. But that's where that's where the work's involved. So, like, what do we mean by education when it comes to this? So, I touched on at the start of the show talking about habits. It's easier over a a longer term period of time to start to create your own meal plan as your your own meal plan as your habits start to improve. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. So it might be, you know, you're developing the habit of getting into a a consistent training routine. Okay, great, well done. High five. That's a, a fundamental that you need to be hitting. Then after that, what's going to be next? Well, it's not so much we need to we need to look at exactly what you're eating. It's more a case of well, how 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 well prepared are you to eat your own food? So I know with, with me, working with people, I'm not concerned so much about what they're having, but it's more like, well, is it food you've made yourself? Mm. Are you in that routine? And I, Hey, this is, I know it's not fun all the time because I fucking hate shopping and cooking, but are you in your own routine of writing up your own grocery list, mm. going to the shop, getting your ingredients, bringing it home, unpacking it, cooking it up, storing it? That sort of routine is critical mm. to success. But that's the sort of thing that comes before you start to worry about the nitty gritty of well, what am I, what's really going in here? Does that make uh, sense? Yeah.
1: How much should I be eating? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's generally what happens is a lot of people, they try to skip to step six mm. because that's what you're used to doing. You're used to going straight to the, just tell me what to eat part.
0: 1% of and stuff. And that becomes,
1: yeah. that becomes habit to do that. So we see people all the time where you've got to really pull them back and say, hey, this is going to go slower at the start than you think it should. Mm. We're not even going to get to that for a while. In the meantime, you have to get into the gym, figure out what days you're going to go, start to make that a habit, go cook something, who cares what it is? Don't worry about what it is, just go and cook something and eat it. And, and cook enough that you've got spares left over in the fridge. Yeah. And, and and these sort of things, you're right, Matt, they all come first. And, and we're so hardwired to not focus on those things. Mm. It's it's focus on, no, 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 just, t- just tell me what I've got to do and I'll go and do it. But For how long? It doesn't work like that. Mm. So you're 100% right. The,
0: I'm what, sorry? <laughs> 100%.
1: The education behind it, especially when it comes to habits. I mean, the science really around habits, it takes so long to rewire habits Mm. that to think that, you know, you can just skip those steps. I mean, that's really where most people come undone is that they skip the steps in developing and analysing the habits and they just try to go to the solution but if you don't have that, okay, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What do I now need to do? And now I know what I need to do. I just have to put in the time to develop that habit. If you don't do those steps first, then it, it's going to make no difference. So I could we, we could do a whole episode, Matt, on what to eat, when to eat it, why to eat it, just give you the very basics of nutrition education
0: but a podcast meal plan.
1: It's still not going to make a difference.
0: No, nah, of course not.
1: Because you don't have that reference point to go by because you don't know at the moment where you're going wrong and you don't wow, know well how then to change it. The amount of people that come to us, Matt, it's its amazing how many people come to us and say, I've been trying, I just don't know what I'm doing wrong. Or I think, I think that this is my biggest problem and we're looking at, their, their sheet that they fill in with all of the and we're thinking that's not your biggest problem, mate. So it's it's amazing what we convince ourselves of that unless unless you really got everything in front of you, you can't fix it.
0: What do I say to that? <laughs> Craig goes bananas, uh, but yeah, you are a thousand percent correct.
1: I think I just did a bit of a rant, but it just. I'm quite bullish on this because I was that person.
0: Don't let me stop you. Please continue. I
1: was that person who just wanted to be told how to fix it. So I know what that's like. I know what it's like to just say to someone, just tell me what I've got to eat. I probably said it to you, Matt, when we first started working together. Just tell me what i got to eat. I don't want to read anything. Just, just tell me what I've got to eat and I'll, I'll eat it.
0: I don't I don't think you did actually. I probably
1: I probably had stepped away by that stage from that thinking, but mm. for a long time I was in that. That's why I was looking at the different diets. I was looking at the different meal plans. Mm. I was in that sort of frame of mind where I was just oh, I I just need someone to tell me what to eat and I'll eat it and I'll just do that. But it never worked for me, surprise surprise, because I never had a reason to because I never understood why I was doing it. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've I've learned through this process is you have to know why you're doing something. Which
0: by the way, just for worth mentioning here, you mentioned this process for yourself 7 years. Yeah. That's. And counting. That's years, not weeks. Huh? Yeah. Still learning. Still learning. Still improving.
1: And and I know some people will hear 7 years and freak out and think I'll wait seven years.
0: No, you don't.
1: No, I've got I had I've been getting results for years now, so I haven't waited seven years to get results. I've been getting results, but I'm constantly learning more, evolving more, getting better results. And over seven years, my goals have changed. Can
0: I maybe? I think the best way to put it is you've been sustaining and building upon what you've been learning, yeah, for seven years. So the lifestyle that you, you wanted to develop. To get, you to get you away from where you used to be, mm. you, you're now seven years down that track. And that really is a discussion about playing the long game.
1: Yeah, and, and that's have learned where it so goes, much about yourself.
0: You do. And it, it does go back to that question I mentioned earlier, can I do this for the rest of my life? Yeah. I would say if someone like Courtney is seven years into it, that's a pretty good sign of sustainability, yeah?
1: It would be very hard to do a six- or an eight-week meal plan for seven years. So you gotta think about that long term. You gotta think about how how many and even if you change that meal plan to include new foods mm. that somebody else is giving you every eight week, it's very hard to do, especially when you've got no reference point as to really why you're eating those certain foods. Whereas if as Matt touched on, if you're if you're developing your own meal plan because you're working on your habits. You're educating yourself on why certain foods are really important to have, what nutri- like what what nutritional makeup different foods have. Mm. That sort of stuff is really important. So if you have all of those facts and you're able to put together your own, I feel like having this this week. I'm going to have this this week. It's it doesn't feel like a chore, and you don't have to base it on how, like how many weeks this meal plan goes for because I can change what I meal prep every week if I wanted to. Mm. Matt, you tend to eat the same thing most most weeks when you've got, you know, a love for a new dish, you tend to go through big phases of having that week in, week out because that's just the way you like it.
0: Well, I've also, I've also worked very hard to find different foods that satisfy me mm. in, a, in a variety of ways. In terms of like, you know, having a sweet tooth, um, appreciating certain tastes and textures. But also, even though, yes, I do have the same food, it's not the same meal. Mm. Because you you go you look at the food I have through the day, there's different meals there.
1: Yeah, you, you mix no? different things together. Yep. So, yeah.
0: But I- also, I can sustain it. I like, I like what I eat. Now, if I like what I eat, I'm more likely to keep eating it, aren't I?
1: I think you touched on something really important there as well, Matt, which mm. is you're broadening the tastes and the textures and the foods that you're eating. And that was a big thing for me. I never ate that many different foods mm. growing up. I didn't eat very much fruit. I didn't eat very many different vegetables. There was sort of like the set vegetables, like peas, carrot, corn, the, potato. Yeah, the, the, usual, the usual sort
0: that of stuff. That was pretty stuff, much
1: yeah. all, you know, a bit, little bit of cauliflower. But yeah. it was sort of like in that little box of... And I, and I think the studies have shown that what is it that in a um, we only eat like five different varieties or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it's
0: like pretty much the older you get, as you become an adult, your your nutritional variety just plummets. Yeah. So yeah, it's like the average adults making like five different food choices a week. Yeah. And that's one big thing that Courtney and I do from the other direction with our clients is no, mate. Open up your variety. Expand your horizons a bit.
1: Try different things. Try different
0: things. Expose yourself to new tastes, new flavours, new textures. And it's almost like sort of rediscovering a love for food. Yeah. So even though, like I'll I'll go back to what Courtney was saying before, like I do eat a lot of the same meals, but the variety in those meals of different colours, nutritional sources is off the charts.
1: Textures because you'll... Use the same base, but you'll decide to make it slightly differently next mm-hmm. next week there's, as opposed
0: there's, there's, there's to there's always week. different looks to it, uh, and different colours, etc. And I'll also like you know, a lot of things I'll buy in season. So here in mm-hmm. Australia now, uh, grapes are coming back in and I love red grapes. Mm. You know, so they come back in. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit back into them and I, I like to add a, a touch of sweetness to my food, so
1: Yeah. And no. I, think, I think that that's a big thing as well when it comes to designing your own quote-unquote meal plan mm. as opposed to being given one. The The ones that you're given often do have a lot of variety in them, but again, it's one of those things where if you don't like the sound of it, if you're not used to eating that, like in the, the situation that happened to me many years ago, you're just not going to eat it or you're going to be very upset about eating it, whereas opposed to if you're encouraged to try new things but you get to pick what you want to eat but we're encouraging you to try new things, it's a very different mindset behind that.
0: It's the first thing we do with a new client. Mm. It's like you've got access to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these amazing recipes. We don't give a shit what you make because they're all good. Mm. You pick what you think is appealing to you. You go and cook it. You go and eat it. Let us know what you think. Mm. So immediately from 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 day one with our crew, we're starting to head them down the track of creating their own meal plan by giving them the power to make their choices. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Because then if you're if you're if you're selecting your food to make and you like it, well you're more likely to eat it. Yeah. And less likely to go looking for the cakes, the biscuits, the chips, yeah. et cetera. But even then, that takes time as well. Mm. And that, and that that, also, that is work. Mm. It is work that's involved in creating your own food, cooking it, eating it, sustaining it. You're not going to go from someone who has been eating junk for decades and making the switch like in a couple of weeks or a couple yeah. of months. Like, this can take quite some time, but there is work involved.
1: Mm.
0: It's also a case of the more work you put into it, it does over time and that's keyword here, T-I-M-E, over time it does start to get easier. Unfortunately, most people quit before they get the chance to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not this isn't the and that's what we've often said, Matt, haven't we? That often the people that come to us are the people who have tried everything else.
0: I like to I like to look at us as we are the people you go to once you realise The other shit doesn't work. Yeah, last resort.
1: Because realistically, anybody who's overweight, and I, I felt this back in the day. Mm. If you have a problem with your weight, you've got a problem with your eating. The thought of it going slowly and having to take baby steps to, you know, put in the effort to, you know, redesign your habits and put in the effort to learn about nutrition and learn what you should and shouldn't be eating and why. Ugh, that seems so much effort. This is also
0: why, uh, like we, and I'll start by speaking for myself. Like I'm fully aware and understanding of the idea of the way we do things isn't for everyone, because quite frankly, a lot of people aren't ready for it, and I get that. There was a time I wasn't ready for it. There was a time when Courtney,
1: I was definitely not ready for it. Wasn't
0: ready for it, and that's okay. And I think that the point that Courtney made of you try everything else, then you come to us. Like you know you the shit out of that because that is exactly what it is. I I actually prefer people to come to us asking for our help once they've tried everything else because then they know through hard earned experience that shit don't work. Mm. Because then they're ready to knuckle down and look at doing things the right way. But it's the way that is not cool. Mm. It doesn't make for flashy headlines. Because it takes fucking time and effort repeatedly.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've done the episodes on exercise. Mm -hmm. So you've got to learn about that. What exercise is best? How to do it? Yep. Learning about supplementation. We've done an episode of that. Yep. So learning about supplementation.
0: We did the two episodes on habits.
1: Two episodes on habits. So if you go back into our... Library,
0: the archives at where Courtney, sorry,
1: theweightlosspodcast.com dot com. You will see we've done a lot of we've we've given a lot of information on this stuff. So it's not like we're saying you know oh don't do meal plans just work with us. But we're not going to tell you what we're doing until you sign up with us. You know, like (laughs) it's all there. Like that's dumb. So we put it out there. It's all there. So. Definitely. I believe.
0: I believe the tip there is listen to the fucking podcast. Listen
1: to the podcast. One of the tips <laughs> I will give is listen. Oh, oh,
0: wait, are we on the tips now?
1: Oh, sorry. I thought we were moving on. Anyway, I'm going to jump ahead. We can come back. No, no. But let's, let's, since I've started talking about, let's get on the tips then. I, I th- one of the tips I will give is listen back to the podcast, mm. the previous ones where we speak about these sort the of things. The Previous
0: 116.
1: Yeah, and if if you are someone who likes to do meal plans or are currently doing a meal plan, just have a look at, at those episodes, especially the ones on habits and and exercise and nutrition. And, and really sort of... And,
0: and 10 signs your PT is stealing your money.
1: And, and really look at that and what you're doing and, tr- and try to see where you can really start to educate yourself mm. and start to understand the, the how and the why. And if you are someone who does currently have a meal plan, don't be afraid to ask the person who gave it to you why like it's and you're not questioning them and their expertise you're wanting to develop your own
0: actually you know what and you I, should
1: develop your own
0: i think before you do that before you ask the person that gave you the meal plan ask yourself can i do this for the rest of my life True. that tells you straight away what you need to know if the answer is yes well you're pretty much all the way there then you can get into the nitty-gritty of oh well what's this, what's all involved here what's Why am I having this? Because then you want to learn it.
1: Learn, yeah. And if you
0: ask the question, can I do this forever? And the answer is no, like, see ya, it's over. Good point. Sooner or later, later, it is over. You Uh, can give
1: yourself a good point. Oh, 100%. You can't reach the buttons. I can. (laughs) I think another tip, Matt, is there's no easy way out.
0: That is the tip for me. Yeah. Uh, As I've gained more experience myself, and even then, like, I'm well... Well down this path, but still learning constantly, it, it becomes easier to see when people are looking for easy solutions to hard problems. They
1: don't exist. No.
0: Can I just stop? Can I just start by saying that?
1: I, I, the 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 answer I always used to give to people was that if there was an if there was an easy option, do you not think that I would be doing it?
0: Well, we'd have done it. <laughs> like, our, our clients would be doing it.
1: We're not crazy. We don't I don't choose to do it this way because I feel like it's the easiest or it's the fastest or there's oh no mm. sorry there's there's this really easy faster option over here but I'm not going to do that one. You no, know,
0: I want to do it the hard because way. Because I
1: really enjoy doing it this way. <laughs> I really love it. No. No. With. If if there was something out there that we felt legitimately cut the time in half but gave you the sustainability we would be doing it and then.
0: We'd be all over and it. And then
1: as a result, that's what we would be teaching.
0: Exactly. But we're yeah. not
1: doing it because we haven't found that.
0: Yep. That, here it is. Ready? Oh, 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. So honestly, there is no easy way out. If you're looking for a meal plan as an easy way to solve your problems, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Straight up, it's not going to happen. Forget it. Yeah. I've lived it myself, I've seen it countless number of times. Um, another tip, Courtney?
1: I I think um the the diets that we touched on earlier. So if you're looking at this as a diet, then you really you, you you're gonna really find it a struggle to sustain this long time and you're gonna keep coming up with the same problems over and over and over again. Yep. Which is you're gonna get to a certain point and something's gonna happen, it's gonna derail you, and then because you haven't changed any of your habits because you haven't not even changed your habits you haven't even identified where your habits are and and where you can start to make improvements you're just going to slip straight back into what you've always done and it's just going to become a yo-yo um yeah so I, i'd be very careful about about looking at at meal plans as a diet yep. even if you're developing your own even if you're taking what we're saying and saying yes you're totally right. I'm going to develop my own. Still, don't look at that as a diet, though.
0: Well, that does lead into the, the the final tip here, and the one I want to give is you've got you've got to play this as the long game.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: If you're if you're approaching some sort of meal plan that you've got as a short term thing, like it's it's over, mm-hmm. it's not going to work mm-hmm. long term, and you're going to be back to square one sooner or later, just a little bit older, with a little bit less money. And a little bit more frustrated. Yeah. Eh? So you've got to play the long game. And this is why, like, what what we're saying here is not going to be popular. No. It's not going to get headlines. But it's what works. Mm. It's what has no side effects. Mm. And when viewed under the lens of sustainability, yeah, The answer is yes. So we would always say you play the long game, learn to create your own meal plan based around your lifestyle, your tastes, your tolerances, your routines, Mm -hmm. and your improving habits. Yeah. Yeah? Yep. Anything else you want to touch on there, Courtney, before we wrap this sucker up?
1: No, I think we've we've pretty much covered most of it there but you know So what
0: you're saying is that we are 100% done
1: I think we've smashed that but if there is something that you feel like we've missed please make sure that you reach out to us you can email us uh, on our address
0: Matt (laughs) podcast at com is where you can email us we also think you should come hang out with us in our Facebook group yes uh, in the app you are currently listening to uh, there will be a link to our facebook group we can come hang out with courtney and i and other fans of the show like-minded people because support goes quite a long way
1: it does go a long way
0: if you like what we do if you love the show and want to support us and share some love and keep us ad free yes you're welcome to buy us a coffee because yes because courtney loves coffee
1: the link is also, yes, in the description. The link
0: is also in the uh, in the app you're listening to, which is buymeacoffee.com slash weight loss.
1: Perfect. And don't worry, Season 2, titled Season 2, has not finished yet. Colon. <laughs> yes, colon, Season 2. We have not finished yet, so make sure that you watch out for a new episode again next week.
0: We're not done. We're, this is going through to Christmas. This
1: is going through to the end of the year, so make sure that... Uh, so keep you, your ears open. If
0: you're sick of us by now, well, you're in trouble because we ain't done yet.
1: Yeah, probably stop listening. But if you've got this far,
0: you clearly love us. You. And we'll we see love you, you next week. Hope this helped. Uh, if not, blame Courtney, uh, and we will speak soon. Bye.